Welcome back. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. I am one of your co-hosts, Blake Rafino. Alongside me, I can't say it because, Joe, I'm going to have to get on Notre Dame today. But the Notre uh, Dame man, Joe DeLeon. Good afternoon, sir. How are we doing? I picked a good day not to wear any any Notre Dame gear. I, I'm doing oh, well. Oh, boy, did you. Look, boy, look, you. look. Man, you know what you just said to me five minutes ago? We don't overreact to spring games, so you know what we're not going to do? We're not going to overreact to Notre Dame, but we will overreact to Alabama. We definitely will do that, though. It just depends who we're you talking about. You can react to speed. Sadly. but Hey, you ever heard the saying, feel the rhythm, feel the ride. Come on, man. It's bobsled time. Cool running. Those dudes were faster on ice than what Notre Dame's receivers are. I'm going to tell you that right now. Blake, I told you this. I told you this over text. They've never been a fast football team. They don't have any fast receivers. And they they did move their fastest running back to receiver, Chris Tyree, which was a positive. But I'm not surprised that they moved slow. We'll get into it, but I'm not. it's not something that surprises me. You ever try to get maple syrup out of a tree? No, I don't have a lot of maple syrup. It usually, take, it usually takes two to four hours for just even a little ounce sometimes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That is faster than Notre Dame receivers, baby. I'm just going to let you know. Is this going to be the whole show? Is this going to be the, the whole uh, show? No. I mean, this that take has so many uh, things in context of why I'm I'm crapping on Notre Dame today. Some of you know who you are, you freaking Rudy Poos. Anywho, <laughs> I got to stick up for my man, so we're going to go after yeah. Notre Dame today. Okay. That's what I'm doing. We're going after him. All right. Okay. That's not all we're talking about, though. Colorado had their spring game. Bama had their spring game, which I'm sure we'll talk a lot of Colorado and Alabama, and then LSU as well. You told me before the show you want my real take on LSU. I will give it to you. Okay. I will give it to you. Uh, one team that we we didn't talk about, too, that maybe we can talk about in the future is Florida State as well. I thought that they looked damn, damn good. Uh, so a lot to talk about. The SEC – Oh, we're gonna up the ante, and we're gonna say that you we're gonna take away one of your home games if you ro- if you storm the field. How stupid, dude! I and it's like such a a soft time to put that out too, like in the middle of the whole spring game thing where everyone's focused on that. You got the draft coming. Well, you up. know what happened last week. You know what happened last week. Coaches met with the commissioner. Well, yes. So what happened was he's about yay high. He he's he's thinning up top. He got his cheeks clapped by Tennessee and LSU, and fan bases stormed the field. <laughs> He's upset. Ooh. And by the way, you know that every morning he says he wakes up and eats two Little Debbie cream pies. Well, sorry, honey. Why don't you just go get some more cream pies? That's what I got to tell Little Nick. Saban has turned into the grumpiest old man oh, in man. all of college football. He's the He's the old guy that, like, you're playing outside and then – you find out he called the cops on you just because you were near near his his. He front touched lot. my blade of grass. Uh, like he's turning into that. Like Nick, uh, please don't go down this path. Well, if he is the one complaining about it, which I kind of feel like he is, maybe you should find a quarterback before you start whining about teams storming the field. Yeah, I think that's a bigger issue. But again, that's a, grump, that's a, that's a issue. Grump, grumpy old man's got other things that he's worried about. However. Let me just preface, some people need to pump the brakes a little bit on Alabama. Pump pump the brakes. Pump. The, I, Joe, I saw some Rudy poos 
out there today saying that their their ceiling is nine and three. Oh no! Stop! Stop! Yes. What? Who? Yes. Can, we're, we don't, I'm not going to say names. who because it will start a whole fight and debacle. But there's what we do best. I just don't feel like I know, I know. fight on a Monday. Hey, wait until Thursday and Friday when I start getting more pissed off. You know what I mean? Like things start brewing. Then maybe <laughs> I'll, I'll cut off and say something stupid. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be good to to talk about all four of these teams uh, who had their spring games this weekend. Very quickly, anything stand out before we transition into these games? No, I mean, uh, I think all these games are the big thing that we're going to talk about is the whole Colorado situation because that's that's frankly messy. But I mean, like, I got to be honest with you, man. I got I got to get my one draft draft shot in there, dude. It's draft week. It is draft week. This it is the is best. Rogers. This is the best week of the year, man. This is the best week of the year. I am unbelievably stressed out, but juiced up at the same time. You know what I compare it to? I was thinking about this today. Christmas, the day before Christmas morning. Christmas I've said Day. that I've said that a million times on every radio spot that I've done. But the, the, the one thing that I think it compares to is like it's like game week. You know, it's the first game of the season. It's the summer. You're not in classes yet, and then you're just you're like. Wow, I got to get on the bus on on Friday. I gotta, I'm going all the way to to Michigan to play this, you know, this this opponent that I've got coming up. You're kind of like like, what do I need to do to get ready for this game? I got to watch all this final film. I See, maybe I was for never you. nervous. I was never nervous. Really? No, not in game week. You know, like I had a teammate that would throw up before every game, and I'm like, dude, what's the matter? Was he a linebacker? Uh, it's always no, a linebacker that does no that. our guy well i guess uh. he was a hybrid kind of he was a box safety so i i guess i mean i guess in today's game you call him a linebacker but i mean nevertheless i mean i just never got nervous i mean i got nervous for my wedding i got nervous. Mm. let me tell you something i got i was the nervous the most nervous i've ever been in my life was when my son ben was born man they came in there and said, he's going to be here in about five minutes. Boy, I got the bubble guts. Let me tell you. <laughs> I, was, I was so nervous. I was like, I was cramping. I was, you know, I was like, man, y'all going to have to give me some weed, Valium, Xanax, something. I was freaking <laughs> out. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. It is. Aaron Rod. I know we don't talk NFL, but Aaron right. Rodgers is going to the New York Fighting Jets, not the New York Fighting Giants. What about that? What about old A-Rod making a comeback? Look, I'm just going to say this. He's better with the Jets than what he'll be with Green Bay. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I don't mean to take us too far down this before we before we get to the break, but it it doesn't feel as impactful to react to because it like we knew this was coming. The timing was weird. I thought it was going to be after the draft, but it's like you get the news that something was going to break two weeks ago from the, the horse's mouth. And then it's right. like, okay, let's just let's just wait for this damn thing to go through. Well, I didn't, I did not think that because I knew that there would be picks involved for this year. I mean, I know that they sway traded right picks, but even the second round pick that Green Bay is getting, I mean, that's a massive pick. I mean, let's just throw it out there. What if there's one of the late round guys? You know, we're talking about like LSU. Like, what if there is a a a a, a, a Pooh Ica that's out there, and they might need a defensive lineman or. Uh, B.J. Ojolari or Emmanuel Forbes, like uh, whoever, who mm. I mean, because they never draft wide receivers that high. So, I mean, we'll we'll see. But we're yeah. not here to talk the NFL. We're here to talk college football. So we do have a lot we need to talk about, Joe. We do have some questions firing in for you. What? 
yeah, we will answer that question once we get out of the break. But let's talk about our good friends, though, over at betonline.ag. Guys, use your mobile devices to sign up today. Use that promo code BELIEVE50 at checkout. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share if you're on Facebook. Subscribe if you're on YouTube. Hit that notification bell. And wherever you listen to podcasts as well, rate, review, and subscribe. So, Joe, let's take our first break. We'll be back in 50 seconds. we got a lot of spring football that we have to discuss. And the SEC trying to make some rule changes. You freaking Rudy Poos. You know good mother. Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Fifty. That's Believe Fifty B L E A V five zero to receive your fifty percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline. Best sound ever. The SEC, it is, the especially if you're getting drafted. But the SEC today, Joe, let's waste no time. The SEC came out today and said that they were going to potentially up the ante for teams and universities that storm the field. Now, last year, Tennessee did it. LSU did it. Both teams playing Alabama when they did it. I don't really remember. I think Clemson did it maybe. I, I forget. Um, but nevertheless, nevertheless, they're trying to, quote-unquote, up the ante and potentially taking away home games for schools whose fan bases storm the field. Number one, I don't think that you can do that. I think that's abuse of power by Greg yes. And then number two, why would you do it? Y- you do know – that if 100,000 fans wanted to, do, wanted to do anything on a football field, they can do it. There's nothing stopping them. There's not enough security in the world that can stop crazy 100,000 people to storm the field. Joe, what do you make of that? Because I think it's just absolutely ridiculous. Right. Like, I just don't understand what the SEC and Sankey expect these universities to do. You can't control you you would have to take extreme measures to prevent drunk college students and drunk 20 30 year olds from storming the field and honestly look this isn't the best answer i think some people might disagree with this i think it's one of the best parts of college football i don't i agree i agree there are some memorable moments from people storming the field obviously there's the negative ones like the band is on the field like that's negative impact of a game i mean jermaine burton punching a girl the, okay, <laughs> he punched the girl, bro. He punched which was the girl stupid. Which, okay, I mean, come on, that's pretty. He's a, stupid. He's a dumbass for doing that. He's a total right. dumbass for doing that. But the the positive outcomes are like we get all these fun moments. We get Tennessee fans carrying the goalpost and throwing it in a river. Like that's awesome. I want right. more of that. That stuff's great. That's why we watch college football. No one's gonna do that at an NFL game. Stop making this NFL games. Stop changing the damn time. Stop changing the rules. Stop taking away the storming the field part. I want to watch a bunch of crazy people storm a football field. It's the best part about the game. Yeah, and you know what else, too? Like, for in LSU's case, like, people were stealing the pylons. I mean, like, who steals <laughs> pylons, you know? I'm with you. I, 
I let me say this. I do understand what Greg Sankey's trying to do. I do think that there can be Joe, there's going to be one day that a fan base storms the field and somebody gets knocked out. Okay. Like I get that. I'm not look either way for me doesn't bother me. Storm it. You storm it. You don't, you don't right. Like I, I it doesn't really matter to me. How many times does it really happen in a season though? You know, like how many Once times does it maybe, maybe because the likelihood of things like that. I mean, if Tennessee beats Alabama again, which will be in Alabama, Alabama's not storming the field. If LSU beats Alabama again, Alabama, or Alabama beats LSU, they're not storming the field. I mean, I get it with the A&M, but, I mean, A&M had gone through a lot of stuff to, to overcome. I mean, that's a big win. You beat the number one team in the country. I, I have no issue with – South Carolina also stormed the – did they storm the field against Tennessee? When they beat Clemson? No, when they beat Tennessee. Maybe. Maybe. That one's kind of stupid. Like, you don't – you shouldn't be – Not really. Not Come on. Really. Well, let me tell you why it's not. Because since Steve Spurrier left South Carolina, man, they've been really struggling. But, okay, I, at the at the same time, it's – you beat a Tennessee team that was already, like, kind of out of it. It was, like, a little bit outside. Like, like that's a they nice – They weren't out of it. They weren't out of it. They were on the very outside. They were, oh, they they were had number the, they had, in the country. Yes. There was a there was a possibility that they didn't make it. But like I don't know, man. Like I think that you you storm it's not a rival. If Tennessee would have won out, they would have been in the playoff. If Tennessee okay. would have won out, they would have been in the playoff. So okay, I, I will agree that I'm slightly off there, but like my whole thing here is that like that's not really like a rivalry game. Like that's like it's just like a, oh look, we, we had a big win this year. Yeah. Like those ones aren't worth it. The the Tennessee Alabama one, I'm 100%. Like those are the types of field stormings, the LSU Alabama one, those are justified. I just don't care. I I you just I, want I really everyone just, to rush every field. No, I just don't care. You know like I, there's two sides two sides of this coin, right? Like I get what Greg Sankey's saying. Like if if Greg Sankey would have came out today and said, "Listen, we will take home games because we just feel for player safety, coaches' safety. It's become a massive problem. Like we, like I. So I, let me tell you this: mm -hmm. a buddy of mine, Matt Trent from WBRZ, he was on the field when Alabama got upset by LSU. And if it wouldn't have been for now, going to be drafty this week or weekend, Jared Bernard Converse then Matt would never have gotten to the other side of the field to get into the press conference. Luckily, M Matt and I did a, a very exclusive interview with Jared Bernard Converse three months before that, okay? And he's like full back dive and getting <laughs> out of the way for our buddy Matt Trent. So I get what Sankey's trying to say, but it's, it's, the, like, it's so poorly timed. Let me tell you why, and before we move on. You just changed rules, rules in college football, right? People are yes. already upset. Who I Joe, these dudes in the SEC, the NA, like the NHL, bro, they're 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 having massive debates in the NHL about Pride Night, okay? And and I'm just like, what's going on with this marketing department? You get paid a hundred thousand dollars a year. Sometimes your best marketing is shut your mouth and let the product do it for you. Well, those slappies that work in New York are getting paid way more than that. I could probably 
guarantee you that. And and the thing that pisses me off though is it's to your point, the timing is horrendous because this is you've got a tone deaf decision making to change the rules in all of college football to then have a tone deaf no fun. They're both no fun decisions. It's like let's let's alter things to make things more economical and efficient and more protective and like forget all of that. Why are right. we changing the integrity of a game that has nothing wrong with it? I, I I understand the concerns, but to take away home games from a school that has no control over it, that's ridiculous. I agree. I agree. You know who stayed the exact same? Who? Notre Dame. So listen, I'm just going to throw this out there. Let, let's do this, Joe. I lied. Let's get these two teams out of the way because we're going to spend a lot of time on Colorado and Alabama like another – 40 minutes yeah do you want to let's touch on notre dame and lsu right quick okay if that if that's cool with you yeah um look for me i thought sam Horman, hartman looked composed i thought he I, i'm gonna be honest i thought he looked good okay I, I thought he looked as good as i thought you should expect him to look they're all right at quarterback until he gets hurt bugner has not improved okay yeah he he, he just has not improved the massive thing for me was Marcus Freeman before the game was talking about how much more speed they have. Where? There's there's no place that I saw speed. Like when I watch Florida State, when I watch Alabama, when I watch Georgia, when I watch whoever, no, that's speed. Where did you get better at? I just don't see. I think offensively, their offensive line, they look big. They look physical. They look good there defensively and offensively, where are your playmakers? Because I just don't know if you have them. That was my takeaway from the spring game. Nobody showed me enough to where I could say, okay, well, Notre Dame's got some athletes on that team, like some real athletes on that team. Your thoughts? Well, I, I said this to you when we were texting. Look, Notre Dame's always been built to, one, have an elite offensive line, which they have, again, both tackles, Blake Fisher and Joe Alt, are fantastic football players. And I think from – Gap to gap, they're really solidified. And to your point, like, oh, until Sam Gar Ham Harmon gets hurt, the guy's going to be the most well-protected guy and uh, quarterback in the country. I, I would be shocked if if he is not a top-five least-pressured quarterback in the country with everything that's going on in front of him. I I'm a little concerned that, like, Lorenzo Styles hopped in the portal, who was supposed to be one of their better receivers. There was this optimistic out outlook for him this upcoming year. I don't know the full story there, admittedly. I'm not as caught up as I wish I was to know that situation. Uh, they also, Prince Collie hopped in the portal, who, frankly, was very underwhelming. And you texted me about him because the I just know five, for – The former five-star for reference. And I, I could guarantee he probably ends up at LSU knowing the, the connection that he has to Brian Kelly. And that's why you definitely asked me because of that possibility <laughs> of him ending at LSU. But I'm not worried. I don't know that. Dude, name a, name a player that's left Notre Dame to go to LSU. No, well, not the many guys have hopped in the portal since Brian Kelly left. So my right. point here nope. is that if anyone there hasn't been any guys that have that have left Notre Dame to go to LSU, though, just for reference, I just think in general, not that many guys have hopped in the portal. Mm. Just okay. overall, not that many guys have, which is surprising, which usually doesn't happen when you transition coaches. Right. I'm not worried about them being slow though, because you know what was their bread and butter last year was Audric Estime and Logan Diggs running the football, having a, a very downhill running approach i know that they need speed at receiver i'm optimistic that chris tyree moved to receiver and i know that he's got good hands and he's the fastest running back on the team and he's playing receiver they didn't get him a lot of looks he wasn't until really later on in the game that i saw uh, some more opportunities for him but i'm not worried about the speed thing man that's like that's not their 
That's not their MO. So, Marcus Freeman on top of that is never going to be a guy that's like, we're going to, we're going to blow the doors off everybody. We're going to run uh, an air raid offense that they're just not built like that to do that. Oh yeah. Jay Bramlett with a punter was the only one. I, 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 that popped in the back of my head. And I'm like, I'm not bringing up the damn punter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. So two things again, like, as we mentioned, can be true at once. I agree with you. There's nothing there that I disagree with, but I do believe that teams are held to a different standard. Okay. Whether I like Notre Dame, love Notre Dame, hate Notre Dame, doesn't matter. They're held to a different standard. That standard, what is it? A typical Notre Dame fan that you pull off the street says, Hey, what's your expectations that you that Marcus Freeman needs to hit? I would assume it would be be competitive and potentially, if not, make the playoff. Joe, I, I get what you're saying. You're not being in USC with that offense. You, you're you're just not. The teams that you need to beat, you do not have enough athletes on the outside that if you got in a shootout with USC, do you feel confident right now that USC and Notre Dame, that USC can't run away with it because they just score so many points? I I, I have faith that they could compete with, with USC, who? but with, with US with, with USC, with but I'm not saying, but that's not their style of game. They're not going to get into a shootout with USC if they want to win that game. They are going to grind them out as the way that now it's Joe easier said than done. You're going to have to score with them punch for punch. That's my point. You're going to have to score with them. And I'm talking about offense and defensively. Joe, they just don't have the weapons. To win national titles, you got to have the weapons on the outside to do it. Am I wrong? Tell me why I'm wrong. wrong. You're not okay. wrong. So if I'm if I'm not wrong, then they got to – listen, the Brian Kelly method of winning at Notre Dame was good for him. For him, Marcus needs to flush that crap down the toilet. I mean, when you take a poo, you flush it down the toilet. Brian Kelly had a way of doing things. It won for him. It does not mean that it needs to happen for Marcus Freeman. Now, is Marcus Freeman being hamstrung offensively? Maybe. They, Joe, I, I watched 10 minutes of that game, the full game. Yeah. And the first thing that I texted a scout that was at that game, which I hope I don't expose him, okay, because he might have been the only guy there during draft week, was he goes, Blake, they're just slow. They're just slow, right? Like, they have some freshmen coming in. I get that. But you know who else has a bunch of talented freshmen coming in? Everybody, Everybody. that they're trying to compare themselves to, right? I, I watched Blake, not to cut you off. Okay, no, you're fine. Go ahead. And I watched a Notre Dame team get to the playoff with Ben Skoranek. Ben Skoranek is their number one receiver, who is the slowest white receiver in college football at the time he's on the he's on the rams right now not a good with athlete a different coaching staff but with it's a, different it's a coaching similar staff. talent core it's going to take time to get those athletes they they try to time go for what joe time the time for coaches to say give me time when you have coaches. athletic when you have academic restrictions for getting guys on the roster it's going to take longer to completely transform the roster it's just going to be a lot harder to do they 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 got some really good speed with these young freshmen that they're bringing in, but most of them aren't there, and most of them aren't going to take any snaps this year. I'm so tired of hearing about the academic restraints. I'm so tired of hearing it. it. It's it's part of what they have to deal with. Michigan has the same exact thing. Joe, Let's I go know to Stanford. The three, the three receivers that Alabama signed, literally, one of them was an academic All-American. That's a completely different 
conversation. It's not. A, it's not. It, no, it's not. Because you Alabama can wait, wait. Because Alabama can recruit Notre Dame. Alabama can recruit both academically and uh, academic high achievers and non high achievers. Those that are struggling academically. Notre Dame can only recruit guys that fit their admissions requirements. It's a different conversation. Alabama has an advantage. That's what your point is. Oh, it's just such an excuse. If you want to win natties, you got to get better out there. That's it. It, it is an excuse. I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with no. you. But they, they're bringing in speed in this upcoming 2023 USC class. USC is a private institution. And look what Lincoln did in one year. It's USC is such a different animal. It is such a – dude, I don't even – I have no faith that most of these kids are even going to class. The, the way that that team acts that is an can't argue with that because that is an influencer know. locker room that's what that is it's a bunch of guys that want to get get their instagram followers up that's what usc is sounds like you're telling me that there's a ceiling of not winning natties i'm saying that I, think you're, I think you're doubting them too much give them no give i'm them not time. give them time if they're nine and three joe that's the standard for them that's the, the bottom line standard we're not talking about them being like eight and four, seven and five. We're oh. talking about them succeeding in the playoffs for a change. I thought Marcus okay. Sleeman was a better recruiter than Brian Kelly is. If there's restraints, if there is restraints, then how is it Brian Kelly's fault when he was there? That's my whole point. Now, I get it. We're going to talk about LSU. Now, all it's right. a new rivalry between LSU and Notre Dame. I get it. I get all that. You okay. know who doesn't have those issues? LSU. Yeah, I mean, I will say that you, you know you wanted my thoughts on this. That yeah, give me your thoughts because people are going to. Yes, call they've got it. You guys have a lot of great athletes and a lot, a lot of great receivers, and you guys are going to put up a, a crap ton of points. We had a white boy. We had a white boy go seventy. That must be nice. That must be. He nice. runs a four three <laughs> flat. Look again, LSU. You guys look really freaking good. Hey, does it does it come to does it come to actualization though? Does it? Did come you to hear what happened on the TV when he was running? This what? was the sound that everybody heard around the world. Look, I'm just going to ask this this plain and simple, Blake. Does That's all nice and all. We're not going to sit here and overreact to spring games too much. Can you okay. beat Texas A&M? Did you beat Stanford? I'm not talking about Notre Dame. We're not talking you, about Notre Dame. You, did you, guys have, you guys, did you have, did you you guys have all of the – No, I'm not saying did you. I'm saying can you. Can but you? Here's the, di here's the difference between Notre Dame and LSU, which – bearded goatee Rudy Poos don't seem to understand. You had 79 scholarship players. LSU had 31. I'm talking about next year. I'm just my whole, my own point, and I know I'm going to piss oh, well, off. We beat a, when LSU beat A&M, yeah, because it's at home. If that game okay. was away, I would feel much different. Like, as in, it's just one of those things. Like, LSU going to, uh, as, an uh, as an example, going to Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. I don't like them going to Florida. I, I don't care how bad Billy Napier is as a coach. Yeah, I, I just don't like them going there. But in reference to LSU, you want your take? I mean, go ahead. Because people are going to call me a homer, but you told me, Mr. Blake, give me your takes. Look, all I was going to say is, and I'm completely antagonizing here, is that, look, it all looks great. You know, you've got all these explosive athletes and stuff, and you guys you know, look fantastic. And that's, that's the result that you want to put on the field. It's just, does that translate to a full season of success, no dumb losses. Because again, I've, as a former watcher of Brian Kelly on a week to week basis, the guy has a tendency to lose stupid games. 
I'm going to throw this out here that you're not going to agree with. You ready? Oh, I definitely won't. Okay, but I, I think I could back this up. Okay. Brian Kelly has more talent at wide receiver at LSU in one year than what he had at Notre Dame in his entire career. I disagree with that. He's, hey. He had he had multiple guys that were first, second-round picks. Joe? Chase Claypool. You better Will go Fuller, look up. You, Joe? Miles Boykin. Joe? Who leads since 2000 first-round picks at receiver in the country? I'm talking, Ooh. but we're talking about the current roster. I, I, I get it. Just humor me. It's LSU. They got three right now. They have three right now. They okay. have potentially three right now. So as an example, going in the last season before Kayshawn Booty fell off the face of the earth because he didn't really want to play, you considered him a first-round pick, did you not? Somehow. Somehow okay. I did. Well, be, well, I mean, Joe, he led the entire country in receiving yards and touchdowns before he got hurt, and it took three weeks for somebody to beat that that record. That that would be my only thing. They got other ones, okay? My whole thing with LSU, my whole thing, the wide receiver room does have to get better in, in reference to, dro to drops. They led the SEC in that stat. Mm -hmm. I think Malik Neighbors is a dude that you're going to talk about. He was one of your sleepers. Okay, yeah. like they have guys. The thing is ultimately going to be, and I think that they have two quarterbacks that can compete. I, I, from what I just saw, the flashes at LSU remind me a lot of when Saban was here, brother. I, 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 because of the cleanness, right? Like with Les and Ed, it was just always just so chaotic. Right. Okay. Right. I don't look at the stats. I don't care that Jane Daniels went ten of eleven for one hundred and seventy yards and two touchdowns. I don't care that Garrett Nussmeyer damn did the damn near the same thing. Did they did the O line pick up the blitzing? Yes. Did Harold Perkins look like a dog? Yes. Oh, and by the way, they have another five star right tackle coming in. They, I just believe personally, the way that they've Omar Spates is a guy. A year from now, mark this down. Write this down. Omar Spates from Oregon State, unreal. Oh, he's looked fantastic. He's looked fantastic. I just feel that LSU right now under Brian Kelly is much better than what I think some people thought that they would be. Now, again, are we going to really overreact to an LSU spring game? Right. No. But I just think that there was flat. The only thing I need to see, did the quarterbacks run the offense like they, led, like they left off at Purdue and Georgia? And, Joe, they did. They they left off or picked up where they left off a season ago, which is all I needed to see. I'm not going to overreact. The SEC, as you mentioned, is a gauntlet. You got to go to Alabama. You got to play Florida State in Orlando. It's a very tough schedule. Even if they were to go nine and three, I don't think that that's a down year for them. I just think that they've gotten better, and Jane Daniels has improved massively. So here's a here's a thought I want to throw out there for spring games, just in general. That I'm I'm curious if you agree with it or not. I think if a team has a really good spring game or everything looks good, it doesn't mean anything. And just in the sense that it it doesn't really tell us for sure what's going to happen next year. But if there are a lot of problems, noticeable problems, that is usually more telling than if the game is good. That's it. That So let me just – what you just said in, in two sentences is what took me 12 minutes to just say. Okay? Yes. Like, I, 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 I summi summarized it. The summation of that is 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 essentially that. Basically, you 
look, at, let me give a more detail because when I'm on the AYS show, we break it down more into to a detail. Yeah. Joe, did the O-line pick up every blitz? Yes. I'm okay with – I am okay with guys getting beat one-on-one. Could care less if guys are getting beat one-on-one. Did you pick it up? Right. Right. If you picked it up, I'm cool with it. Did your receivers have a drop Saturday? No, Joe. Joe, in 45 passing attempts, they didn't have a drop. Not one. Okay, well, that was your worst statistic last year. Okay. Did you have penalties? Wait, you didn't have any penalties? Oh, okay. You didn't have any procedural? But to flip on the side, and as we transition here, I look at Alabama. They did not get better in that. Okay? No. There are teams that didn't get better in that. And then as we start talking about these two teams, look, Joe, again today and this morning, I think I, I – no, I didn't text you this. I texted Eric Weinberger, who's coming on our show tonight, our good buddy over – He, I texted him this because I thought I was texting you. Maybe I was a little – had a couple of drinks. Who, who knows? Probably. Buddy, it's not as bad from – so let's talk about Alabama. It's not as bad as some people are making it out to be. Okay. Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson, it wasn't as bad. Now, did they start off slow? Yes, they did. They start off extremely slow. However, however, it's not like the wheels are completely falling off over there. They just don't have, they just do not have guys at quarterback that I think that can lead them to the promised land. We talked about this on Saturday. You you brought it up perfectly. They are going. The only way that they win the SEC is they're going to need everybody around the quarterback to step it up a notch. That's all that it told me. You talk about the three interceptions. Well, not to overreact to that either. Garrett Nussmeyer threw three last year and went out there and lit George's ass alive last year. Yeah, but it's just the way that they looked that you can sit back and say to yourself and ask the question. What's really going on there? I guess when you watched Alabama, what were your thoughts? I think the way that you just described it is is a great way to look at this, where the quarterback play is bad, and that is worth acknowledging, but everything else is normal. Everything else is what we're used to seeing with Alabama, where the offensive line looks massive. There were pictures of Caden Proctor, who's a freshman. That dude's a beast, bro. And there's like pictures like, this is a grown-ass man that's 18 years old. This guy is... interrupt you. Uh-huh. He could, I'm going to tell you this right now because me and you are going to have this conversation in four years. He could play guard or tackle. It doesn't matter. Yeah, dude, my my man's got some really nice flexibility. The, the no dude doubt. moves really well. The, the One of the issues that a lot of times you see with these younger tackles is kind of like a weird take or just young offensive linemen. A lot of them don't have a lot of weight in their ass and they don't have a lot of lower body strength. Oh, because first it off, pause. Uh, full play on that uh, <laughs> because they haven't had a full strength conditioning program to build up the lower body strength, but like Proctor's got that and they got across the board, like these young athletes that they just added, Caleb Downs looked really good. And then just, they, they're not going to miss a step. They're not going to miss athletically, a step. Athletically, athletically, they have, I think Joe, they have four freshmen that could, I'm not going to say Harold Perkins level of impact. Okay, because I think it's just different. I think, yeah. you know, Harold had to come in and do things that he had to do by necessity, some of it, not necessarily just pure overall talent, okay? But they, like you said, Downs, Proctor, they do have some guys. 
my ultimate question is, where do they go? Now, Tommy Reese called plays. He didn't get, you know, overcomplicated. But when his offense started stagnating, like, brother, they're running sluggos, right? Like, they're, they're not running quick hitches. Uh. They're not running slants. My man's out here running a sluggo. Now, I think that Jalen Milrow showed more in the two interceptions than what Ty Simpson did. Here's why. And why I think it could start leaning into Jalen Milrow. He didn't. He was fighting for every every inch, every yard. Meaning, you are telling a dual threat guy to sit in the pocket. Joe, there were multiple times that he scrambled and that they blew it down. So I marked this today. Okay, mm -hmm. I went back and watched. Okay, he had wide open lanes on seven plays that, quite honestly, he wouldn't have thrown and would have been a first down. I just think the mobility from Jalen Milrow is something that we're not talking about at the current moment. And from what Tommy Reese wants to do, Joe, he he ran 50, 45 yards on a zone read and nobody could catch him, right? Like, those are just things. And if, if, if Bama is truly getting back to the simple nature of what we saw from Saban in the past, yeah, I think they go to him. And I will tell you to anybody in the anybody that will listen to me, if he gets open in the open field, he's not getting caught. He's not getting caught. I promise you that. Problem is, you're going to play him to run, and you're going to play man-to-man -man on the outside because you don't trust him as a passer, and no. that's how teams will, will – and I even think they're going to do a lot of the same things for Ty Simpson. If I'm Texas and I'm Sarkeesian, I am licking my chops. I'm going to send the pressure at these quarterbacks all the live long day. Until you show me you can beat it. Here's my one thing, though. I don't think Tommy Rees is the right offensive coordinator to try and get Milrow involved. I, I just don't. And I, I look at the – here are the examples that I point to. When Jack Cohn was the quarterback at Notre Dame, who my man was a statue. The dude could not move. And it was like – it was one of the most frightening things to watch where you saw pressure bearing down on him and you're like, oh, no, he's going to get hit again. He's going to get sacked again. He's not getting out of the pocket because he's so – damn stiff um man i'm killing on these these stiff and flexibility today yeah, they're ripping you alive look uh, man they're like flip it i see that i see that but that was more successful than when they tried to implement tyler buckner who didn't know how to use him properly as a running quarterback they tried to have these uh, run specific plays these read option plays weren't that successful especially for a guy that couldn't throw. And I know that Milrow is a little bit better of a passer, but also oh, he's light years ahead of him. He's still not great. And he's going up against better opponents. So there's concern for there. I, I just have this feeling that because of what has worked for Tommy Reese, who at one point himself was a very statuesque quarterback when he was at Notre Dame, that they're going to lean on that. And then he's probably going to end up picking Ty Simpson because that is what well, he can do. First off, if you think for. that Saban doesn't have the ultimate say in that, you're crazy. Yeah, and but I'm sure – I but he's picking anything. Let me rephrase. I don't know okay. if that Tommy's picking, but I'm sure at a certain point through all the practices and training camp, Ty Simpson might look a little bit better than Milrow because the offense is more designed for a guy like Simpson than it is for Milrow. Here's the interesting thing that I have for Alabama, okay? I think, like you mentioned, dude, I it, it, it does not pay me to come out here and give them any flowers. Okay, we're an LSU media core on our other show. I could get, I'm going to get ripped alive behind this. They got athletes and studs. 
Okay, that's just the bottom line. They have dudes. They don't have a quarterback. It's going to be interesting to find out if somebody does ultimately go in the portal yeah, or a grad transfer that they can go and get. I just don't know if they do that, though. We'll have to wait and see. I think they go into the first game. I think it's Kent State that they play or Middle Tennessee State or Middle Tennessee. I I don't remember that they play in week one. They're going to play both dudes. I don't know who's going to start, but it's not going to matter because both guys are going to play. Yeah. And whoever comes out of that game is going to be your starter for the foreseeable future. And then you go into Texas, then you find out what you really got. If I'm, if I, he, let me tell you what, let me tell you something that is going to be a hot take that no one's going to agree with. You ready? Maybe you will. Okay. If Bill O'Brien was the OC, I wouldn't have that that I wouldn't have as many concerns as I have that Bill O'Brien would be the OC than Tommy Reese. I just don't think people realize how bad of a play caller Tommy Reese is. Right, and that was what I said. That was what I clipped from Saturday is that Tommy Reese isn't a guy that I can trust to overcome quarterback. Oh, well, I, I just shared the stuff. I don't actually listen to us. I can't oh. stand to listen to us. That sounds about right. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, but that was my whole point is that like, I don't, I don't trust Tommy to figure out how to overcome limitations. He had limitations and he had positive traits to work with a quarterback and he didn't know how to operate. He didn't know how to work to the strengths of his quarterback. So like, I actually, I, I totally agree with that. I'd be more confident right now if it was still Bob compared to if it was Tommy Reese. I will say this, their defense might be something serious. Oh, they're gonna be freaking good. They're yeah, gonna they're really gonna be they're gonna be better than last year. I, I think on talent, I don't know if they'll be a top ten defense, but talent like they might give up a more, couple more big plays than they did last year. Talent wise, they're gonna be ridiculous. And Kevin Steele is the guy that loves to send pressure. Mm. He loves it and he sent it. Look, kudos to him. He put those quarterbacks in 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 some really sticky situations that they couldn't get out of, they sent some heat. And they just have some dudes defensively. Their front seven is going to be pretty nice, I think. I, I think that their their front seven is going to be nice. Yeah, and their secondary, too, is where I, I think his uh, – look, we can sit here and talk about every position group being good. And, like, I, I also want to throw out there, like, Kool-Aid McKinstry, man, I think that guy's going to be a dude next year. I think he's really going to be he's something that we this year. We're, Right, he was good as a young player this year, and I think next year he's going to take that, take that next step of being one of the – What the a hell of a name. What a well, hell of a it's name. a nickname, but still it is an awesome name. I mean, who cares if it's a nickname or not? I mean, Kool-Aid McKinstry. You know, that's one of the better names in college football. I do got to admit that. Does he have the at Kool-Aid handle? Did they give uh, him that? Uh I think they did. I think he got an NIL deal with Kool-Aid. Which that's is awesome. Pun intended. Cool. <laughs> you know, I just think their front seven is gonna be fine. We'll have to wait and see what happens with them at quarterback. Um you know who I thought was a little underwhelming? Colorado? Yeah. Thoughts? Really? Yeah, they're small. They're small. So they're, we already we did. They're super small. You ever heard? You know, McDonald's does supersize me. They're super small. Supersize that thing. They're super small. You can buy we, it at McDonald's. We talked about the size issues and like that I was anticipating because we talked about this because like they brought in a lot of those guys that transferred over we're coming from Jackson state. And if you ask anyone who's played FCS football and FBS, no, I'm not flow, small. My left tackle played for the Rams for five years. He's six, six, three twenty. That's rare though. 
No, coming from Jackson our, no, State, I, I though. Was coming the from Jackson. offensive lineman we had. I'm 6'3", and I played at 290, 295. I was the smallest dude. We had gargantuans. I mean, well, we're having to go up against Willie Fritz's crazy ass all week. True. Well, I mean, my fat ass roommate Sean was 6'6", 320 pounds. So, like, he, he was a big boy. He was a big boy in an FCS program. But sometimes these guys are on the smaller side that come from these FCS programs. Like, Jackson State would not particularly recruit the biggest and best FCS quality linemen. Those guys go to the CAA, the uh, Missouri Valley Football Conference teams, because that's their best shot at getting to the NFL. So I think we kind of knew that they were going to be undersized. The bigger issue right now is that 15 kids just hopped in the portal, and a couple of them were their better players that had really good spring games that said, peace, I'm out. Dion said it was coming, though. I understood, like, let's... Let's say this, 10 of those kids weren't good enough to get in the starting lineup and they left to leave. That's just an right. approximate number. But to lose a kid who had the best receiving total and two touchdowns to hop in the portal, who yeah. Shadur on Instagram Live apparently was was hating on him. yeah, was hating on him. Was giving him giving him crap for doing that. Which by the way to Shadur Sanders, didn't you leave Jackson State? Right, it's like what? What are you getting upset over? Like you're getting upset over a guy that's trying to find a better situation, and you literally just did that, which is so stupid. But I don't know, dude. That's a little. That's a little scary to me, man. Like, is this going to be something where guys hop out and and leave after a year, and they've got all these decommitments that are happening as well from four star recruits? Like, I I'm not. I am not bringing it up because I read into that. But I'm saying that it is worth acknowledging because it is something that has happened, which is pretty not unprecedented, but significant. I think it I think it's pretty significant because at the end of the day, you're gonna need depth, right? What I don't think yes. that, that Dion has fully grasped yet. Now, there's two things. Now, you could overreact, Joe. There's a lot of kids that are hitting the portal right now. Okay, so they can replace they can do what's so crazy about this, they can go get 15 other dudes out of the portal. Like they can go get 15 guys out of the portal yep. right now, and it wouldn't hurt them. However, however, when you start doing now, there, and I was gonna say there's two schools of thought. I mean, they were a one in eleven team. I mean, it, they did not have the the infrastructure. They do not have the recruits. They don't have the dudes. My whole thing based off the spring game, I don't care that these dudes are leaving. I get, and I asked today, what's going on with Colorado in the portal? I, I, I'm with you there. Okay. I, I don't know, man. I just don't, I just don't want to overreact to Dion already saying that these, some of you are going to have to hit the portal and I'll tell you after spring and by and large, they did, you know, that like they hit the portal and I, I'm just not going to overreact because Joe, if they go six and six, that's a winning season. That for them, a, absolutely. Absolutely, that's a huge that's season a, for them. You go to a bowl game for them, it's it's massive. I just think there's a lot of buy-in. The only thing that I will say, and I wrote this down and put like 10 stars to it, they were going, their ones were going up against their twos. Mm -hmm. Okay. Shador Sanders did not face his number one defense. So, oh, Blake, he looked good throwing it to Travis Hunter. Well, you better look good if you're yep. going up against the number twos. You better. Travis Hunter's out there guarding a walk-on white dude. Yeah, he's going to look like a first-round pick. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, 
Dion did say that he was going to let Carmani McLean and Travis Hunter play both a wide receiver and DB if they wanted to. Now that's crazy. See, I that's fun. Like just from like a football purist and just somebody who just loves football to like that's great that this guy's playing both positions, but like is that sustainable? Like, is that sustainable? No, it's not best? sustainable. Those kids are going to be tired. Like, I want I want them to play one one side of the football really well. It's it's like when you talk to like I I don't know like living in in LA I, I interact with all these twenty year olds that do five different things and they're not good at one thing. They're average at everything, below average at everything because their attention span is focused on so many different things. Right. And it reminds me of that where it's like, if you're young and developing, pick one position. It's fun. Go play receiver once in a while. If you just need a, you know, a little bit of spark, but are you that thin that you're going to put both those guys out there? That's like one thing that I, I've been a little bit hung up on with Colorado. They're, they're small. I, I did not think that they would be that small. They're, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they can keep up. I will up. tell you this. I love, I love their OC though. I love their OC. Sean Lewis? Sean Lewis is a dude. He's a dude. Can they still win six, seven games? I think that they can, but they're going to have to out-athlete some people. And they're going to out-athlete people with your dudes that you know that can play, mm. and you're going to have to out-coach everybody. The, Joe, the, they're going to have to out-coach people. Like, they go to TCU week two, I think it is. I don't <laughs> They're not going to beat TCU. I don't think they are. Well, you know what? Let me back up. <laughs> no, don't throw TCU shade just to throw TCU shade. Stop. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm really thinking hard. I don't know. I think they could beat TCU. <sighs> All right. They're not beating TCU. Let's get real. Okay. But they could. I mean, Joe, they have multiple five-star guys, four-star guys that are out there. They they have some talent in, in some positions. But yes. You know, with the circus comes the clowns, and when you got a circus sometimes, you're going to have to deal with talking to some clowns every now and then. And I'm not saying Dion's a clown. And I want Dion to succeed. I really think it's great for college football if he succeeds. Nevertheless, they got to get with it. They got to get with it. I really think that, and I know you hate me using the term, give them a year. You know, give them some time. They are more than any other team. I think that this is an exception where yes. you can say that because they're coming off of having one of the worst power, actually the worst power five roster in all of college football. Right. To then bring in a bunch of FCS guys to replace them. There were good football players who were highly recruited kids, but to, to do that and to hope that they can play up to a power five standard in one year, it's going to take like, they got to go after some bodies. They really do. They need to go after, in this upcoming recruiting cycle, just get as many big bodies as possible at O and D line to resolve that. That is something that's going to hold them back. And like, they're just not going to be built to, to go shot for shot or even to battle it out in the trenches against teams like USC. Like, Who, Utah. by the way, got Bear Alexander. Yeah, oh, it's annoying. So annoying. Why is it annoying? Because I hate when USC gets good players. I hate when they oh, get to a football is it player. Because Notre Dame can't get them. Yeah, exactly. Because they're just paying these dudes. They're not going to class. Hey, hold on. Well, first off, they're just you going to all the clubs. Well, you don't know all that either. I'm just making assumptions. I'm being an asshole. I, I, yeah, yeah, you are making assumptions. You know what happens when you assume? What? You make an ass out of you and me. Okay. Okay. Nevertheless, 
Joe, that, that goes back to my opening point, though. Uh, I mean, not trying to get back to Notre Dame, uh, and I know we're going down the way down catwalk. This is why you got to pay dudes, man. It's why you got to pay dudes. Colorado doesn't have the money to pay anybody, though. But the bull, the bull, bull, bull shicey. Bull shicey. Who, what rich alumni? This isn't a Notre Dame's got rich alumni Joe, that Joe, aren't paying here's, money. Here's the most, the biggest misconception. Let me tell you something I did this weekend. Okay, you ready? I was at an NIL function. High rolling NIL function. You can guess for what team. All right? I know some of those dudes are in there making $100,000 a year. Okay? Like, some of them, I know one of them, one of his businesses filed for bankruptcy. You know what he still does? He gives $45,000 a year to LSU. Okay? My, my point is, a lot of these NIL deals, everybody's saying this guy's getting a million, that guy's getting... No, they're not. No, they're not. I know what Notre Dame paid, said allegedly that they were going to pay people. Joe, it was in half. It was in half. What they told those kids in recruiting is not coming to fruition. Okay? Yes, you can. You. The problem is, is you don't want to. Yes, that's true. Correct. So I'm in those meetings. I know how much Bryce Young got paid last year. And I guarantee you it was barely over $100,000 a year, barring like Dr. Pepper commercials. I'm talking about like true Bama. Correct. You get what I'm trying to say there, right? Come on, man. Come on. So to get back to Colorado, I I, I just believe that they were they're too small for the P5. They don't have and they were their play calling showed it. Joe, they're pulling linemen. They're trying to get the ball out in quick RPO slant routes, trying to like make their playmakers make plays. And if they do that, they can be fine. But if you but you know what happened? They got in the red zone multiple times. They couldn't gain a yard. They got a couple of running backs, Joe, that can really run. That can really run. They do have players, man. Yeah. I won't deny that. But I just don't know how they're going to hold up in the trenches. And that I think remains to be seen. Yeah, when you have the athletes, which we knew that they have the athletes, you're going to have some spark plays and you got a good offensive coordinator who's going to set the guys up for those spark plays. But again, to that point, when they're asked to grind it out, short yardage, they're not going to have those guys for another year. They don't. They don't. All right. Good show. Good show. Notre Dame still stinks. So what do we learn? Notre Dame still stinks. Colorado needs to beef up. Alabama, apparently, people in the SEC think that Saban's really going to go nine and three. Which and happen. don't overreact to LSU. Don't overreact to LSU. Don't o- well, don't overreact to anybody. Okay. So we could sit up here at the end of this year and say we were like, it's the whole, you know what it is? It's Anthony Richardson syndrome. And well, and with that, we. Are the worst. <laughs> Out of here. Peace. <laughs>